Hello and welcome back. This is episode 76 and it is titled, Half of All Cancers Can Be Prevented. Today I want to talk to you about cancer, a topic that hits home for many of us. Almost all of us know at least one person who has lost the battle with cancer. I'm certain that, like me, most of you have known many more than one, and many of you listening may be cancer survivors. So this should speak to everyone's interest. As a researcher and a perpetual nerd, I read about cancer and health in general at least once a day. I'm always looking for resources to share with others because health is my biggest passion and disease prevention, especially cancer prevention, is my obsession. In a good way, at least I hope. To tell you the truth, in the last 18 to 20 years, wherever I look, whenever I observe unhealthy behavior, I immediately see cancer, diabetes, hypertension, or other chronic illness. It is an obsession, but at the same time, I am thinking about all the ways that diseases can be prevented. Only in the past 10 to 15 years, there have been some talks about lifestyle and health. And even less than 10 years have there been more talks about nutrition and cancer or other diseases in general. Whenever I see an article about lifestyle, nutrition, and cancer or chronic disease, I can't wait to read it. But nearly 95% of the time, I am disappointed in most of the recommendations they share. So in this podcast, I want to share my humble opinion about this topic. Recent studies published that approximately 40% of all cancers are linked with modifiable lifestyle factors, such as physical inactivity, tobacco use, living with obesity, a poor diet, and alcohol intake, suggesting many cases are preventable. Well, I personally believe that that number is much more than 40%. But there have not been enough studies conducted because, well, prevention has never been the focus of research or medicine in the United States. But what is more disturbing is that some of the recommendations are still so outdated and so wrong that it makes me feel so much more obligated to talk about this. So here are my list of seven things to do to help prevent cancer or fight cancer if you happen to be diagnosed with cancer. Number one, eat as mother nature intended. Diets don't work, not for weight loss, not for disease prevention, not for anything. But if you eat as you are supposed to, you never diet again. I promise you that. Number two, consider your portions. I'm not saying you need to measure everything and count macros, but just use a simple rule. Eat more nutrient-dense calorie-poor foods at every meal. What do I mean by that? Most vegetables are loaded with nutrients but have 
very few calories. There are some exceptions, of course. So you can't really overeat veggies, and they most likely will not cause you to gain weight. But the nutrients they provide not only keep your cells and organs and body in general satisfied, but also provide antioxidants that will help fight cancer. Eat less calorie-dense nutrient-poor in general. What is that? For example, you can eat about 500 calories of crackers, even a healthy kind of crackers, in about two minutes. But the value and the quantity of nutrients you get are not even close to that of vegetables. And you don't really feel full and are very likely to need to eat more. Number three, move your body in some way every day. This can be in many shapes and forms. Listen, I'm an exercise addict and I love it, but I don't expect everyone to be like me or love exercising, but everyone has a favorite type of body movement that may not necessarily be a traditional form of exercise. Some examples are dancing, playing ball, walking your dog, playing any game, swimming a lake, ride your bike for sightseeing or date with a friend, have a walking meeting with your colleagues, Plan a picnic with your spouse or significant other after, say, a nice walk or a hike. Number four, get outside every day, no matter how cold or how hot it is or what the conditions. There is a saying that says, there is no such a thing as bad weather. There is only bad gear. If it's too cold, bundle up. If it's hot, lighten up on clothing and time it carefully. If it is rainy, have a raincoat. If it snows, have proper shoes. You get the picture, but being outside for even as little as 15 minutes every day has so many benefits. Plus, vitamin D from the sun is the best form of vitamin D we can get, and it is an antioxidant also, so that bites cancer as well. Number five, make sure you get six to eight hours of uninterrupted quality sleep every night. Lack of sleep weakens your immune system and your body so that it can't fight disease as well. Number six, dedicate a day a week when you rest. Practice mindfulness and self-care, gratitude journaling, and your favorite hobby. This could be any day of the week, but it has to be your day. Rest means allow yourself to sleep in a little bit. Don't feel guilty about sleeping. There is nothing wrong with that. Self-care can be stretching massage, warm bath, gentle yoga, anything that you actually really take care of yourself and your body with gentle love and care. Attitude is huge here. You really want to make sure that you go into the self-care with the attitude of self-care. 
not something that, oh, I need, I have to do this. Yes, I want to do this. So pick something that really is something you want to do for yourself. Gratitude is a powerful tool to improve mental health. But it is not enough just to say you're grateful. The act of writing down a few things you're grateful for every week will make you shift to a positive mindset. Even if you are going through a rough time, we often forget about all the good things in our lives when times are tough. Dedicating time to think and write about things you are grateful for will help you see more positivity all around you. I often go back once a year, normally right after the new year, and read my journals to remind myself, to remember again about all the things that I am and have been grateful for, all the good things. It always brings joy and a smile to my face when I read the journals. Last but not least, dedicating at least a few hours a week to your favorite hobby is essential to your well-being. It doesn't have to be only one day, but if you only have time for one day for your favorite hobby, at least pick it on your rest day and dedicate time to it. For example, I love cooking and gardening, and they are two of my most favorite hobbies. So, on my rest day, I enjoy my hobbies. It helps me reset and refresh for the week ahead. Number seven, surround yourself with positive people who have positive attitude. Their presence will enhance your life. Their positive energy will affect your mood and your energy. Cancer is not always dictated by your genes. Cancer is a multi-hit disease. What do I mean by that? In most cases, one gene mutation does not lead to cancer. It doesn't cause cancer. There needs to be a second, a third, or a fourth mutation or hit in most cases for a cancer cell to actually take control and grow out of control. So the first hit is usually a mutation that we may have inherited and be born with. But that means we have a predisposition to cancer, not that we will get cancer. But if we are exposed to a second, a third, and a fourth, and so on, hits, that is when cancer takes over. The good news is that a lot of those hits have to do with nutrition, environment, and lifestyle. So here are seven things not to do so that you prevent those hits. Number one, do not eat anything that is not part of our natural human diet. Some examples are, in my book, all grains, not just gluten, all grains, gluten and especially gluten-free grains, all animal dairy, all fake products and processed foods. Number two, do not smoke anything. Not cigarettes, not pipes, not marijuana, not anything. Number three, do not drink alcohol, not even in moderation. 
alcohol and cigarettes are very comparable when it comes to carcinogenesis. Carcinogenesis is the process of causing cancer. They are both carcinogens. Number four, do not carry excess weight, not even five extra pounds. Five extra pounds is five extra pounds of stress on your body. We, like all wild animals, should be at our healthy, ideal weight all the time. Number five, do not carry around stress. One of the major factors that compromises the immune system is stress. Have an outlet to reduce and manage your stress. Your outlet must work for you. Don't pick something that others tell you to do. Pick something that you want to do to dump stress. Number six, don't use electronics in your bed. In fact, put your cell phone, your computers, and other electronic devices away from your body, your head, for two hours before bed. These devices disrupt your brain's ability to relax and they affect your sleep cycle and therefore affect your sleep quality. Number seven, do not let anything or anybody get in the way of you taking care of your health. If it negatively impacts your health, you do not need it. There are many other things we can do to improve our health and significantly reduce our risk for getting cancer or other illnesses. But I hope that this gives you a good start with seven to do and seven not to do things. And as always, I would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your questions, and if anything that there is that you want me to talk about, if you have any questions, health and wellness related, I will talk about it. And if I don't know the answers, which many times I don't, I will research it because I love to research. Here's how to reach me. Go to my Facebook page, Dr. Lolly PhD, or contact me with an email, contact at drlolly.com contact at drlolly.com thank you for listening again and stay tuned for next month's episode until then to your health and happiness